BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams send three players to the COVID list. Plus... The Rams send three players to IR. And later, the Rams play Monday Night Football again. We preview Rams at Bucks next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show. We get another Monday Night Football game. We just had one not that long ago against the Chicago Bears. Rams came out victorious in that one. We'll see if we can get it done again on Monday Night Football. This time, though, it's against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who happen to be the offseason champions. The 2020 offseason champions, if you can even call somebody an offseason champion in a year that we are dealing with a pandemic which is still a thing that's happening. And I realize that that might sound like a weird thing to say, that, like, I'm surprised we're still in a pandemic, but I see, like, seven people in my life, so it's a little weird to me still. So, like, just, um, you know? I don't know. I, I just wish it was over. I don't do anything about it. Or I can't do anything about it, I guess is the right way. I'm doing what I can do, which is just seeing, like, seven people. I just go to work and come home and talk about the Rams to you people, which you can't... You can't get COVID via YouTube or uh, or iTunes or Facebook or wherever you're listening to me. So that's good news. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' life tonight, though. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to hop into some news. Don't have a whole lot to get into, but we have some, uh, I guess, like kind of lame stuff to get into. The Rams, it, it happened. We got got with the COVID. The 19 hit the hit the L.A. All right, so... It's unfortunate, um, but we did uh, learn today, uh, it is Wednesday as of this recording, uh, we did learn today that a Rams player did test positive for COVID-19. This is the first in-season positive test for the LA Rams. Uh, the original positive test came from outside linebacker Terrell Burgess, but that was like preseason era. So uh, we didn't need to necessarily do anything about that at the time. Uh, we just kind of kept him away from people. And he came back. Now he's out there getting sacks and stuff on Russell Wilson. So it, it worked out, I guess, in the end. But now we got to deal with this one. I have not heard exactly who tested positive, but I do have the names of the three players who were added to the COVID IR list, which is tight end Kendall, Kendall Blanton, defensive back Jake Jervis, and wide receiver J.J. Koski. They have all been placed on that COVID IR list. Uh, none of them are confirmed to be the one. Uh, that contracted the 19, but 
it's okay. Either way, whoever did, I hope that they're okay. I hope they had a speedy recovery and that they're back on that football field real soon uh, wearing horns on their helmets and stuff. But this is what we're dealing with now. I do want to let you guys know, though, all three of these guys are practice squad players, so this shouldn't impact uh, any of the upcoming games. Uh, and like I said, we don't know exactly wh- who tested positive, but I'm assuming it's one of those three uh, since they are the ones added to that list. Uh, but being added to the COVID IR list does not mean that you yourself tested positive. It could mean that, for example, we'll say Blanton is the one that tested positive. I don't know that for sure. Uh, let's say uh, Blanton and uh, Jervis were were just hanging out, you know, maybe maybe taking selfies or so. I don't know what people do, but uh, maybe they were hanging out. And if one of them tested positive, that means the other has to kind of do participate in the list stuff. Uh, so it's unfortunate to see, but you know what? I think we're going to be okay. We'll uh, we'll round it out and be and be good to go. We're going to go up swing for some positive news, and then we'll go back down. All right, so first, though, let's get excited because outside linebacker Leonard Floyd, he won Defensive Player of the Week for Week 10, had three sacks. You guys see his stat line at the bottom of the screen right now. Uh, had an awesome game, uh, played great. It was almost like seeing that that Floyd was the one that, to walk away with the defensive player of the week was almost like, well, hold on a second. We had, we had a bunch of people crush it on defense, all right? Darius Williams had to be second place in that voting. Had to be, right? I mean, two picks, that pass, def- the, that, pass that he deflected in the end zone that was going to lock it. I, I didn't think he was going to get there. He made such an amazing play, and I realized he had two picks, and uh, one of those picks was absolutely gorgeous. You know, the other one was just a great play, and the the one in the end zone, incredible play. He spotted it well, just made the move. Great job on uh, by him, uh, even though Russ could have ran that and maybe scored. I don't know. He would have at least gotten a first down, but instead threw Darius Williams the football, and hey, thank you, Russ. Appreciate that. Uh, the other pick, uh, it was it was on the, the sideline. That was a smooth pick, but I still say that his best play of the day was that pass breakup in the back of the end zone, that pass going to Tyler Lockett. That was absolutely incredible. Just the, the beautiful stretch, the barely tipping it. I, I loved that. That that one got me more fired up than, uh, than the other ones. But Leonard Floyd, absolutely deserving of this award. I just, it kind of feels like it could have gone to a, a number of Rams players. Jalen Ramsey, absolutely shutting down DK. I saw... Somewhere they called him Applebee's because you had two for 28, and I thought that was funny. That made me laugh a little bit. Uh, so uh, DK being being Applebee's. Floyd, though, I don't disagree with this. I think that Floyd being uh, picked with those three sacks, I can't argue with that. Kid played great. And this Rams defense, absolutely top-notch right now. So it's it's really fun to watch this defense. is. And it, I, if you would have asked me in 2017 if at any point under Sean McVay if the Rams defense would be the one, the unit that's like killing it in the offense, like good, but more middle of the road. If you look at some of the numbers, we'll get into those later, but uh, kind of middle of the road, upper middle of the road, kind of in that range, but defense crushing it like best in the NFC only behind like the Colts. The Colts are really doing a good job on defense right now, but uh, yeah, Leonard Floyd killing it. They call him flow. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one, but I'm good with it. I mean, I don't hate it. I just I just wouldn't have picked that one. I just wouldn't have picked it myself. I was, just Floyd is fine with me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too picky. Let's see. We got kicker news, guys. Kicker news. And uh, the Rams did add Kai Forbath to IR, but the Rams did sign kicker Matt Gay. So Gay comes in, 
Uh, he He's the second year. He got drafted in the fifth round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Rams' Week 11 opponent. Uh, that was last year that he was drafted. He stands at six feet tall, 236, or 232, excuse me, pounds, 26 years old. He played his college football at Utah, was rewarded, or awarded, I guess is the right way to say that word, uh, out in Utah for his uh, collegiate kicking. His collegiate leg won him an award, not a reward, an award. Uh, this is his second year in the NFL, like I had mentioned. He is 25 of 35 in his career, 77%. Which is, uh, I mean, it is a percentage. I'll say that. Um, I don't know what Austin McGinnis is doing or not doing. Or what Liram Haralahu is doing. But how can we not nail this down? I'm starting to get a little concerned here. <laughs> uh, I was already not wanting to lose Jeezy. That was my own personal preference. I'm a big Jeezy fan. Um, but he's gone, so now we're just kind of rotating through. So we're... We're doing take three on the kicker, uh, Sloman. And if you guys are one of those people that are like, what's Sloman doing? Where's he at? Can he come back? No, first of all, because why would we do that to ourselves? He is the reason, like, he started so bad. He didn't get hurt or anything. He got cut because guess what? He wasn't doing a good job. And the fans that are like, we need Sloman back, that just confuses me so much. Sloman was not doing a good job. I realized that Kai Forbath, he's missed those two big kicks as long as a Ram, it's 23 yards. It's Don't even get me started. On it. It's it's just a disaster right now, okay? So, Matt Gay comes in. Uh, we don't necessarily know if he's going to be handling the kicking duties this, this uh, Monday night football game. Uh, that could be Austin McGinnis, and I hope it is Austin McGinnis, honestly, because uh, I think that he's been around long enough that we at least deserve to see what he can potentially maybe do with a football when it comes off of his foot. And it hasn't been good so far, but I'm really excited to see. Uh, and I don't care if it's Matt Gay. Just somebody make the field goals. Somebody make the field goals. I don't care what your name is, who you are, how long you've played in the NFL, how many times you've kicked in the NFL. I don't care. Just make the field goals. Just make them. Okay? It's just, that's your job. Just make the field goals. I don't see why that's so difficult. Um, I'm not a kicker. I couldn't do it. I'm not saying that I could. I'm not sitting here saying, like, you trash if you can't do it because I could do that. I absolutely cannot do that. Uh, but these, are, this is your job. <laughs> and if I sucked at my job, I would. If, if I was only good at 77% of my job, I would not work there. That's <laughs> simple. All right, we're going to move on. He also has one career tackle. Go, Matt Gay. You're the man, Matt Gay. Let's kick this football through those uprights. Uh, let's go back down. We're going to go back down now. Andrew Whitworth heads to IR. Big Wit headed to IR. He was having an amazing season. I know I've been a little rough on on Wit uh, this offseason going into this year. I was kind of one of the, I, I've been saying, you know, I don't know if he can he can withstand the whole season. And technically, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but luckily, now we don't need to know. Uh, that's unfortunate because we do still have some football games and he was playing some really good football. Uh, so that's unfortunate that he's going to be missing some time. But it looks like we got away with what could have been the worst-case scenario, which was a torn ACL. That did not happen for Andrew Whitworth. Rams do expect him back at some point. And uh, it looks like the Rams will make the postseason. We're sitting at 6-3 and three right now, looking like a pretty good football team. Uh, so uh, it looks like we, we can make the, the playoffs, and that should be about the time that he can come back. It was an ACL and a net, or not an ACL, MCL and PCL injury, not the ACL. So... As, as bad as it sucks that we have to lose him for a little bit, 
Uh, it's glad I'm glad that he can maybe come back. Kai Forbath, another one added to IR. We already talked about that. And Taylor Rapp also uh, joining uh, those two others on IR. Witt avoids the ACL, like I had mentioned. So uh, it looks like we'll get him back. Rapp looks like he'll come back here within a few weeks. Kai Forbath, I doubt it. Um, I don't. I didn't. He see exactly what the injury was, but I don't think he's going to come back. Especially Rams have two kickers on their roster right now. I think we'll just uh, sit him down uh, for the rest of the year. No boom. He came in and played left tackle. Uh, I I wasn't the biggest fan of that when I saw it happen, but he played fine. You know, it was okay. Uh, then we had Bobby Evans come in at left guard. He played well there. I love Bobby Evans though. I think he needs to be a starter. That's just myself. Uh, so to lose a guy like Witt sucks, but to have him to have a guy like Bobby Evans come in and be now on the offensive line in place of that and with a little bit of shakeup, I'm a fan of. I like Bobby Evans a lot. I think he's going to do an awesome job. I have no issues with him being in the starting lineup on that Rams offensive line. None whatsoever. Uh, Taylor Rapp, like I said, he looks like he could return in about three to four weeks. Jordan Fuller and Nick Scott will continue to get reps at the safety position uh, Nick Scott did play a decent amount in this last game uh, that was against the Seattle Seahawks. I saw the number 33 bouncing around a lot out there. Uh, Nick Scott was actually brought in by Coach Bones. So I'm not sure of his longevity as a L.A. Ram, but uh, I know that uh, he was Bones was the one that pushed for the Rams to draft him. He basically Bones told Nick Scott uh, heading into that draft that uh, he would not go undrafted, that if if it was getting late, the Rams were going to take him. So, uh, Bones, he was the one that wanted Scott. Uh, Nick Scott, he's playing fine. Uh, I don't, he's not necessarily jumping out, doing anything super crazy awesome, uh, but he's playing fine. And uh, with Jordan Fuller coming back, he played uh, he played awesome again. Uh, Rams secondary is sick, so uh, it's really fun to watch. Uh, but we got that uh, at the safety position going on, just a little bit of a rotation. It seems like that's been a, a kind of a revolving door a little bit. Uh, this year with, you know, Burgess going out, uh, well, Fuller going out and then Burgess coming in, then Burgess goes out, Fuller comes back in, now wraps down, Nick Scott's coming in. It just kind of seems like there's a, a pretty big rotation going on there. But hey, they're all good players and they're all playing fine, so I have no issues with it. Let's take a look at the standings of the NFC West. In first place, we do have the Arizona Cardinals at 6-3. and three. They did defeat the Buffalo Bills in what's probably going to be a replay we see for a long time. It was a hell of a play, uh, and I can't really deny that. Uh, Hopkins, he makes me sad uh, because uh, the Rams, it was like, hey, we're in first place. We're going to be in there. Like, we're going to hold first place by ourselves. And then, uh, no, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, so, hey, I mean, great play, though. I mean, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get mad at that. I mean, that was a hell of a play. Over three really good defenders. So that's even, like... It's not even like it was like, well, who are these guys? These are practice squad players or anything like that. Like, no, it's like Tredavious, White, Poyer. Like, these are guys, you know what I mean? Like, very talented players. Second place, we do have the LA Rams, 6-3, and 1-1 in the division now after coming off that loss against the Seattle Seahawks, who are in third place at 6-3. and three. They have two straight losses now, Seattle Seahawks. So, uh, trouble in Seattle, possibly. And uh, in last place, you do have the San Francisco 49ers. They are at 4-6. and six. Uh, in fairness, in their defense, they would be leading the NFC East. Whatever you want to do with that information. So, um, let's see. Oh, also, uh, just a quick note here on the standings. 
Uh, if the Rams, or if the season were to end today, the Rams would play at the Arizona Cardinals right now. So uh, with the Cardinals leading the division, Rams in second place. Of course, we do get to play them twice, so that's not going to stay exactly the same or anything. Like we we might split with them, who knows? Uh, but we do have another one against Seattle, who's also six and three. Three teams at six and three. Whew, this division, man, this <laughs> it's fun. I like being a part of this. I would rather be a part of this than be leading the NFC East. So I'll take it. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into this game preview. All right, so we've got the LA Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know this game's played on Monday Night Football, the last game of the week, which I, I'll be honest, I kind of hate. <laughs> I think Monday Night Football has sucked for a few years. I don't know what it is. I don't. I think the spice is gone. I think the fact that it's uh, the primetime game, it's like kind of like it's losing its luster a little bit. And I think... I think we have Thursday night football to blame. I'll be honest. I think we're just like, we're at the peak of, of prime timeness where we're almost at the point now and me even being like, I'm sure like many of you guys, just a massive football fan. I'll watch any game if it's NFL or uh, I I watch a lot of college, but not, you know, any game. I'll kind of look at the matchups. And if I see a game that I like, it's like, I'll check that out. But NFL, I'll watch any NFL game. And I think that there's just too many because even myself, I'll get caught into like Thursday night football. Oh, well, what's the matchup? Eh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Let me see if I can do something else. And it's kind of been happening with that Thursday night football as well as Monday night football. It used to be that was the one. But you know what? This week, it is the one. And I'll get excited for it just like all of you guys will because it is the LA Rams. And I can get jacked for an LA Rams game. Any week, any day, doesn't matter to me. As long as it's the LA Rams playing, I'm in. Uh, so let's take a look at some, uh, some notes on this one. Uh, the Buccaneers, offseason champions, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, the COVID uh, offseason champs, you know, bringing in Tom Brady, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Now, I mean, I can't consider it offseason because it just happened, but, you know, bringing in Antonio Brown. Uh, and Dominican Sue, just, uh, just movers, movers this week or this year. And, uh, their, their records kind of reflecting that. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it, it feels like they should be better. I don't, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's weird. They, they're coming off of a win and now everybody's like, whoa, whoa, look at the Bucks. They're going to the Super Bowl, but they just came off of losing two games really badly. So I don't know. I don't know what side you're on, on that, uh, on that front. Uh, but this is the first time that we'll see Brady versus Goff since Super Bowl 53, since, of course, AFC-NFC, when, when Brady was uh, AFC. Didn't play him very much. Uh, last week, the Bucks they, they opened up their passing game. They did open up their passing game. I got to give them that. Uh, the game before that, I don't know how you have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown and, throw, or, and Rob Gronkowski and throw zero touchdown passes. It's Tom Brady. But, hey, I'm not calling the plays, and I'm also not slinging the rock or catching the rock, so... Um, I don't want to talk too much trash, as I feel like I have been in this episode <laughs> a little bit. But hey, we're we're good. But uh, it, it, that last week they opened it up a little bit more, and that is giving these Bucks fans a lot of confidence. Uh, but I want to just remind Bucks fans, if you guys are watching this, um, I don't know why you would be, but hey, that's cool if you are. Uh, but I want to remind you, Bucks fans, that this is the top secondary in the NFC possibly the NFL. This is a very, very talented secondary. Troy Hill, starting caliber. He's kind of like a backup right now. Darius Williams, he's been playing absolutely out of his mind. Of course, we know Jalen Ramsey. Uh, there's a, we'll get into that matchup a little bit later, but this secondary is sick. 
and plenty of safeties to go around. I, I, I know we lost uh, Taylor Rapp, but still got, you know, John Johnson and uh, and uh, Jordan Fuller, as well as uh, Nick Scott, who are all playing playing fine, you know, but the, the Rams have corners for days. And uh, not necessarily like it, uh, we. I thought we'd be missing guys like Nickel Roby Coleman, but we're just not really. It's it's fine. Like we're, the secondary is playing so sick, and the pass rush that the Rams have combined with that, I I'm not hating this. Okay, uh, I know that this is going to be the toughest matchup that we've seen this year uh, with the the receivers that the the Bucks have. But I think if any team can really handle that, it's us, right? It's got to be the Rams. If any but if any one team can handle the passing attack of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It feels like it's the Rams, just with how good the secondary has been playing. Um, so, I mean, we'll kind of see what happens. But uh, Ramsey versus DK, uh, DK worked out really well. We'll talk about this uh, a little bit more in depth here in a second. Uh, but we get Ramsey versus Evans this week. And I, I, I might be more excited to see this one than last week. And I thought, by the way, guys, last week, I thought I was being creative by saying that the Ramsey versus DK matchup was going to be the best one of the week. Turns out everybody in the media thought that, so I wasn't that unique in that in that front. But hey, it worked, and it was great. It was really fun to watch. Let's see this one. Uh, oh, final note here on uh, on this before we get into the matchup. Uh, the Bucks will wear their all pewter on Monday Night Football, so that like that like brownish pewter coat. You guys know what pewter is. I don't need to explain it. Uh, they'll be in uh, the pewter jersey, pewter pants. The Rams are scheduled to be in their bone jersey. No word yet on the pants. But I didn't think we were going to see a, a blue on bone combo at any point this year. So who knows if we'll see, you know, bone on blue, maybe bone on yellow. I got my fingers crossed for uh, yellow pants fever this week because I would love to see the bone on yellow combo. I've been kind of talking about that, though, is like that would be my favorite combo. But at the same time, I don't really care. I just want to win the game and I want to see some awesome football plays happen because that's what this is all about is uh, watching some sick football plays happen. But if they're doing it, in yellow pants with the bone jerseys. I won't hate that either. That's all. Let's take a look at the matchup of this one. Rams offense. The story of the Bucks has been their offense, but their defense is their bright spot, much like the LA Rams. Tampa Bay is giving up just 76.6 rushing yards per game, which is best in the NFL. The Rams do have a three-headed rushing attack, though, on the other side. The Rams offense... It looked to hit a little bit better last week, but I did expect to see a few more fireworks from that side of the ball, especially against a bad defense in the Seattle Seahawks. So the job gets tougher this week, and Goff will need to get the ball out early, uh, but to put that pressure on the Bucks' offense. Okay, so we, we're going to have to get it going early, get the ball out early. You want to avoid that rush, attack this secondary, and put that pressure on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' offense, because... Right now, we're kind of in a situation where uh, we thought our offense was going to be the sickest, you know, and it turns out it's good, but it's not the sickest. Our defense, however, is, but kind of the same story on the Bucks. So the Buccaneers defense playing really, really well. You just saw it on your screen, the, uh, you know, third in point and uh, yards allowed per game, stuff like that. They're playing really strong. So um, the the Rams do have the three-headed rushing attack monster, if, if you want to call it that. I've been seeing the nickname Run DMC. It's fine, but I think it's a little lazy. Uh, and the reason that uh, DMC, where DMC comes from, is uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, M for Malcolm Brown, and then uh, C, Cam Akers. So Ron DMC, Daryl, Malcolm Cam. Uh, it's fine, and it's acceptable. I just think it's a little lazy. Uh, you know, Darren McFadden was named Ron DMC. I feel like we've just heard that plenty of times. 
the the DM run DMC nickname has been used on many different running attacks, many different players, running backs and stuff. So uh, I think it's a little bit lazy myself, but hey, I'm cool with it. I accept it. You know, I'm not a. They don't call me Nikki G like for nickname giver or anything like that. So, you know, whatevs. Uh, let's see. The best matchup in this one has to be that Bucks defensive line versus this Rams offensive line. So the Rams offensive line, we know got to shake up. We know that Andrew Whitworth's down and that Nopum's going to be playing. Probably Bobby Evans is going to be starting. I don't know if they're going to stick with that exact uh, spots that they had last last week with uh, Nopum playing at left tackle and Evans playing at left guard. I don't know if that's going to stick. They might do a little bit of a shakeup there. We'll see what happens. Uh, but JPP, you know, the, the guy with like eight fingers or whatever, he um, uh, he's a hell of a player. And then Indomitian Sue, we know who he is. And uh, we also know that uh, some of the games, some of the only games he shows up for are games against his former teams. So he will be a player to watch in this one. And Dominican Sue, he plays his teams, his former teams, real rough uh, or real tough. And then with Witt on IR as well. Um, we'll see what happens with that one, but uh, should be a good matchup there. Let's take a look at the the matchup on the other side, Rams defense versus the Bucks offense. The Rams defense has abso- has been absolutely incredible this season. Jalen Ramsey has added so much to this defense, and Darius Williams is really making a name for himself on that other side opposite of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the Rams are third in passing yards allowed per game, but have definitely not seen a team with this many weapons. Everyone in the secondary will have to be on their game this week, and we lost Taylor Rapp, so that's unfortunate, but hey, this is going to be a good matchup. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I, I think that like I said just a little bit ago, if any team is set up to beat this, you know, Bucks offense at all their weapons, it feels like it's us. It feels like it's the Rams. The one that I'm kind of worried about, because I think that our corners will be okay. I think Darius Williams on Godwin. I think Ram- Ramsey on Evans. I think that that's a good matchup. I think. We'll have to see how it plays out, but I I, I like that. I, I, I feel good about that going into the game. The one that I don't feel good about necessarily is Rob Gronkowski. He's not necessarily, you know, the big Gronk guy that he used to be, but he's still extremely talented, extremely physical, and tough to match up against. So we'll see how that kind of plays out and who the Rams uh, utilize to try to take him out of the game. But there's weapons for days on this offense. So it's not like we can just shadow one guy or that Ramsey, if he's on this guy like he was last week with DK, if he takes out that guy, we should be good kind of thing. There's weapons all over this football field. And then uh, Antonio Brown, we don't really know what the heck is going on with him. His brain is ruined, I think. Um, I, I I don't know how else to say that. Uh, the guy is insane. Uh, but he's also really, really good at football. And that's what matters on Monday Night Football uh, is how good he can play. He doesn't have to, like, answer questions or, like, do a press conference during the game. So it doesn't really matter. He just needs to play football, and he's really good at that aspect of it. Let's take a look at the best matchup on this one. You knew what it, what it was going to be. Ramsey versus Evans, obviously. So last week, we got to see Ramsey match up with DK. Uh, Ramsey, he was up to that task, and absolutely, he got, he handled DK. He virtually took DK out of the game. Uh, this week, we see another big physical wide receiver in Mike Evans. Uh, Ramsey said that he was not going to shadow DK last week, but uh, he did for the majority of the game. And actually, DK's two catches, those were in zone coverage, so it actually wasn't against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and one was originally called incomplete. It was overturned, of course. Uh, this week, though, the Bucks, uh they have enough weapons that we may actually see Williams and Hill potentially line up with Evans at different points of the game. Uh, either way, this is going to be the toughest task for the Rams secondary this year, and we will get a good look at what might be 
the best secondary in the NFL. I said it last week with uh, Jalen Ramsey versus DK. It'll be it was going into that game. I was I was telling you guys here that this that was the game that we were going to see how valuable Jalen Ramsey really was to our defense this week. It goes a step further. It's the entire secondary. How valuable is our entire secondary in this defense? You know, it's uh, the defense was supposed to be the weak spot of the L.A. Rams, and that's just not the case. It's the strong spot. Uh, the Rams you know, defensive line, we obviously know when you have Aaron Donald, it's going to be one of the better units. Uh, but then the linebackers, we thought that was going to be a weak spot. They're playing fine. I think Kaiser's doing a fine job. I think Floyd's doing great. Uh, Abukam, I mean, he's, he's Abukam still, I think, I don't think he's necessarily changed a whole lot, uh, but I like our linebackers. I, I think this team's doing fine. And then the secondary, they're great and uh huge amounts of credit to Brandon Staley, the Rams new defensive coordinator coming in this year. I think he's done an absolutely incredible job with his defense. He does, he does sit back a little bit, not as attacky. You know, um, the but he doesn't necessarily need to be uh, even not being so attacky. Uh, the Rams defensive line, that pass rush and, and st- it's still getting home. Uh, the Rams are still getting turnovers. So it's working. Uh, but if you just watched it, just kind of like if you just back up and just kind of take a look at where they're all going and stuff, it is very like let them do what they're going to do. And then you attack it. Just don't let them score kind of thing. Uh, but it's working. And it's kind of playing into our favor a little bit and we are just kind of falling into turnovers. We're getting, getting to the quarterback, getting plenty of sacks. It's this defense is fun to watch, man. Uh, really fun to watch. Let's take a little bit of a turn here and go to, for the history of this matchup. The Rams do lead the all time series 16 and nine. The most recent game between these two came on September 29th of 2019. That was a big win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 55 to 40. Uh, lots of points, 95 points scored in that one. Uh, mega amounts of points. Uh, first ever game between these two came on November 6th of 1977. That was an LA Rams win of 31-0. 31-0. That was also during the era where the Bucks were like the worst team <laughs> ever assembled or something. Uh, the Jets, though, they're coming for you. They're coming for that title. Uh, let's see. The Bucks did won the mo- have won the most recent game, uh, but the Rams have won the last or five of the last six if you take out that last win the rams were winning five straight Uh, and then the rams uh we know the most famous game between these two we have to remember it it was that nfc championship game sending the rams to the super bowl ricky pearl catches it all weird and falls down into the end zone probably wasn't a touchdown if you if you reviewed it today it may not be they may not call it i think it is i think his knee hit in but I've had this argument with some Bucks fans from the Bucks report. Uh, I've I've ha- had this argument with them plenty of times about whether or not that was actually an interception or a, a, a touchdown catch. I say yes. I think he he had enough of the of this thing right here, this move, and then his knee fell in. So I I, I call it good. But that was uh, an eleven to six win for the LA or for the St. Louis then Rams, uh, and then uh, sent the Rams of course to the Super Bowl where they uh, they handled business against the Tennessee Titans. That game, the, that Super Bowl, had the same score as the Rams did last week, 23-16 to win for the Rams, uh, winning that ring, which was so much fun to watch. Oh, man. I, I don't want to get all sappy here, and we're not playing the Titans or anything, and we're not, you know, but, but watch them. Going back even now, because I was very young. I was, what, nine? <laughs> so I didn't really grasp it at the time. I didn't realize how much that was going to be uh, an important piece of the Rams' history. Uh, but now looking back on it and stuff, is it's just crazy cool to watch. Uh, Mike Jones making that tackle. So 
Good stuff. And if any of you guys just said who, I hate you. I just want you to know that. I hate it. Hate the joke. I'm over it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me, though. Uh, this Rams game on uh, ESPN, Monday Night Football, uh, coming up. The kickoff is going to be at 5.15 LA time. Of course, the game's being played in Tampa Bay, so it'll be a late one. I don't know if anybody's going. If you guys are, make sure you guys take pictures. Feel free to share them uh, with myself uh, on the Ram Showcase pages or on my own pages, uh, the Sheriff Joe Bags pages. And uh, if you guys need to, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. That is going to do it for me. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.